to navigate change and be a better leader. Interview with Manisha Dhawan. Are you going through change? Change is difficult. Sometimes you feel stuck in your career or life and you need to make some change, but afraid to do so. Are there ways to navigate change and deal with the conflict with resilience and confidence? Yes. Would you like to learn some tools so you can enjoy both your work and life while dealing with the change? Then you are in for a treat. Stay tuned as our guest today is going to share her own story of how she navigated change in her life and now teaches others. Let's learn from her. Welcome to Happy and Healthy Mind program, episode 122. Today, our guest is Manisha Dhawan. She is an executive and career coach, consultant, facilitator, author, and speaker. In her book, The Digital Agile Leader, she shares stories and strategies on how to navigate change in the workplace and beyond. She has went through several career changes at organizations like Deloitte and Taco Bell, leading global digital and change initiatives. Now she helps individuals and organizations lead effectively through change. And I'm your host, Dr. Rosina Lakhani. I help leaders reverse burnout using their own digital code. See, I've been helping people come out of severe depression and anxiety over the last 26 years as psychiatrist. I realized that the root cause of many of the both mental and physical illnesses is chronic stress. I believe that our mind is a software that runs the hardware of our brain and body. Therefore, in these programs, we, we share tips for mental fitness so you can live your best life with hope, health, and happiness. If you like this content, please share with others. If you need any medical advice, please consult your healthcare provider. All right, so let's jump in. So Manisha, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Rosina. I appreciate it. You're welcome. So tell us, how did this topic become important for you? Wow, well, the topic of change, I think nearly every one of us can relate to. And even in your line of work, when you're thinking about mental wellness and burnout, and if we are constantly undergoing change, we develop change fatigue and maybe might lack the resources or the support to navigate change, that's inevitable. And I think, you know, from the pandemic and social events and our own life circumstances, it's something that we constantly have to keep up with. So for me, this became a passion for so many reasons. I can think back to my early childhood, even just watching my father build his company from the ground up in our garage and not quite sure what he was doing, what he was working on, but I would, was fascinated by what he was building. And he continued to evolve and shape the business over time as the market conditions changed. Um, so saw him you know, working in the garage and, and building the company. And I realized so much was changing in, in our lives as a family too. How are we going to financially support ourselves? My mom is a full-time homemaker and it was really dependent on his ability to, to be agile and adaptable with the company. From there, there was a period in my 20s, Dr. Rosina, where I underwent some really severe medical problems too in my life and was you know, diagnosed with a chronic illness. And so I had to learn how to navigate that. And to be honest with you, I didn't know what I was doing and didn't quite do it effectively because I was in shock and in denial and states of feeling stuck and inertia, especially when I was really, really ill. And to climb out of that, to excavate myself from that and to 
to try to change the direction my life was going in took a lot of effort. Not to mention what you've mentioned, what you've already alluded to was all those career changes I've had. I've had to pivot and reinvent myself, sometimes by choice, sometimes because there was this curiosity in me and I was feeling stagnant and I wanted to see what else was out there. So constantly having to revisit change. And in one of my careers, I was actually doing change management for Deloitte. And my clients were really struggling with what was happening in their organization and with their roles. One in particular, she had a, a, a strong reaction to change when we were implementing a new piece of technology. And she actually took her shoe off in the middle of a meeting. I'll never forget this. And she threw it across the room, <laughs> flung it across the room and it hit the wall. And she was just cursing and saying, why are we changing? And what, I don't like the system. And this is crazy. Why don't we just go back to the way it was? And, and it was a visceral reaction. You know, at the time we wanted to make sure everyone was okay. Nobody got hurt from this flying shoe. <laughs> uh, but then it was about meeting with her to understand, you know, what's really going on here? What are you really afraid of? And it turns out she was nervous because she had been laid off before. She thought her role was going to be made redundant. She also thought she wasn't going to do well in her new role, that she had to learn all this new technology and she was going to fail and let herself and her team down. There's so many emotions that come with change. And it became a passion of mine since I had to figure it out in my own life, and I still do, to, to be that partner and that source of support as other people and organizations are undergoing massive transformation. Wonderful, wonderful. So, you know, you had to apply these tools and hopefully we'll learn some of them today. How did your life change after you have applied these tools? What, what difference do you feel? Well, I don't know if it's also age and experience and time, but I think after taking my own advice, you know, which is sometimes hard to do and applying some of these tools and going through all these changes, what I've found is that I can just, you know, encounter change or a setback or an obstacle and have a different mindset and approach that, you know, I've, I've successfully navigated change before in the past, maybe even something more difficult. And since I've done it, I'm able to do it now. I've also accelerated the support that I need instead of waiting around and trying to figure out everything on my own, which I did in the past. I now know, you know, with some of the tools that it's okay to lean on people and how do you actually ask for that help and support. I go really deep within and understand and ask myself, you know, what am I afraid of? Why am I being res resistant to this change? Is it serving me? Is it holding me back? Do I want to do something differently? So I'm constantly checking in with myself. I think that's that's a key piece of it that maybe I was not doing as, as religiously before. And then I'm also reaching out into the external world for signals and support to see, is this really serving me in my best and highest interest? So you're not reaching the point like that lady who threw the <laughs> You know, um, I have thrown a shoe. I've, you know, I've, I've had my moments. Believe me, I'm human. And, you know, there have been moments where, I still catch myself, you know, we all do where I get upset or down or why is this changing? Or sometimes even why is my life not changing? Maybe it's not going in the direction that I want. How do I steer it? So I still have those moments, but it's that self-talk and that mindset mm -hmm. shift and, and reframing my thoughts and understanding that there's even in those transition, those murky middle places where we're really stuck, like in between careers and we're not sure what 
what's ahead and the unknown is really scary. I try to just get centered and, you know, take a breath and breathe, maybe step outside, get some fresh air and really think about, well, what can I do? What am I in control of? What am I learning about myself in this process right now? What am I not in control of is equally important too, because sometimes we just have to be patient and accept that things may not be changing in, in our favor. Or it's interesting, sometimes we expect other people to change too. You know, mm-hmm. if only they would stop smoking or stop doing this, then their life would be so much better. And I think it's just, again, this acceptance, meeting people where they are, recognizing that the change is a journey and we could be at different stages and places. And it's, it's temporary. Even change is going to change. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that is constant in this life is right. change, right? So that's wonderful. And so you, you were passionate about that. You collected all this learning and teaching in form of your book. So tell us a little bit about your book and teach us some tips that we can, our audience can apply right away because change is in everybody's life. Absolutely. Yeah. I think I, I'm hoping that my book will be relatable to most people, even though it's, you know, kind of directed towards people in leadership roles and organizations. It's really about self-leadership and examining your own life and how you're showing up as a leader to yourself and your family and your communities. So my book is called The Digital Agile Leader, and it's a culmination of all my experiences throughout my careers, through watching my father grow up, grow the family business and some of the tools I learned along the way. For example, there's a chapter on emotional intelligence and coping and regulating our central nervous system, our emotions that that could surface, recognizing the signs and symptoms in our physical body. And then also understanding that emotions are very cultural specific too. So what we might think is frustration or anger doesn't necessarily translate in other cultures. So we have to get that clarity and have those conversations. Um, But throughout the book, I'm really highlighting about how we also need to have some agency over our own lives and try to drive Mm -hmm. intentional change. Not everyone has the privilege to do that. So could we help other people along too? Um, Let's kind of get some of that teaching and make it practical today. So think about me as a as a guinea pig and so i'm going through changes in my life mm-hmm. and so help me through how do i apply some of these tools that have helped you in my life yeah so let's say you're going through for example a career change you're pivoting and reinventing yourself and you've been in one profession for so long and you want to go into another but a lot of times you're not sure how or where do I even begin. So I think it's taking full inventory and stock of your skills or what is going well in your life or what you can contribute or how you have made an impact. And then understanding, for example, you know, one of my clients, she wanted to go into the mental health space, but she was in the corporate world. But there was a lot of transferable skills. So how do we tell a compelling story? So we would actually write down specifically, you know, these these, these are the things I'm good at. These are my potential gaps. Here's my why. Here's why I'm so compelled and passionate about moving in from point A to point B. And I think that's really important. Like a friend, another friend of mine is going through a major relationship change and a divorce, and she's really scared and that's really hard for her to navigate. So again, it's about making sure that you have the right support system in place, reframing that divorce wasn't a failure, even a lot of, you know, that's her perception right now is that I failed and it's, it's okay to feel that way. But, you know, I think sometimes we, we get really hard on ourselves. So how, do, how are we viewing this part of our life? And, and it's okay to process your emotions, to have those days and say, okay, well, today I'm going to just, for an hour or two, I'm going to cry in my room and be upset. But I have to schedule something in my calendar 
to that make sure that I'm still engaging with the world and not spiraling, right? So I'm going to make do some things that also energize me and that revive my soul and my spirit, whether that's, you know, going into community. In her case, she likes to go to church and, her, you know, whatever your religious beliefs are. So I think it's coming up with a tactical, practical plan that as you're navigating through this change, you have to get really clear, number one, on where are you getting stuck? Um, what are you afraid of? And then here are the three or four things that you're going to commit to yourself to do as you go through this change. That could include resting, that could include taking breaks, but I think it's really important to write it down and put it on paper and commit to something. Otherwise, what happens is we end up creating stories and false scenarios in our head about what the change means. We are not, we're too caught up in the moment and not realizing that we could turn the corner tomorrow. So I think it's important to also take a look back at the calendar and say, okay, well, look how far you've come. You know, in the last month, you were able to go from, for example, you didn't, you were stuck, you weren't even sure what jobs to apply to, to now you have a resume in hand that you're going to share. Real specific, small, tangible steps and goals outlining what that looks like. And even having like an accountability partner or friend or somebody to do that with so you don't feel alone. So having those concrete steps kind of take you from just worrying mm -hmm. to action. And then you feel like, you know, when you start, when you were feeling like nothing is in my control, nothing is in my control to the point where you feel like this is in my control, this step is in my control. So when you do that, it helps you get out of that worry cycle. Exactly. So, you need to feel like you're in control of something in your life, right? Yeah. That you're doing something that's um, in, in the positive movement forward. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is one of the one of the techniques we use to kind of break the worry cycle and take that small action uh, because then it tells your brain oh, you can do something even if it is that, that small step that's wonderful so what i've been here welcome back something happened with the technology so now we are on different machines and let's continue we are going to practice adapting to change here. <laughs> Live in real time. Yes. <laughs> Wonderful. So yeah, Manisha, you were talking about how in your book, you teach people how to adapt to change with agility. So teach us some tools. Sure. Yes. And I think when it comes to change, it's just important to, you know, give ourselves grace and remember the things that we're grateful for. That's not to discount or minimize that it could be challenging for us, but not all change, change can also bring a lot of opportunity and growth. And so I think it's just important to take a step back and acknowledge that, you know, but in my book, and I'll show you the cover because it's, it tells the story the pictures tells a thousand words. Uh, but I, I included this uh, matrix that I developed and it includes four different animals, which I found in my research and in all my years of leading and implementing change in organizations that there are four main characteristics or responses that I generally see when it comes to change. And in the context of these animals to make it you know, fun and interesting, um, also a story behind that is my younger brother. He's 13 years younger than me. And when we were growing up, he had this kind of fun nickname for me, which is Moose. And when he found out I was writing a book recently, he said, well, I'm only going to read your book if you put a moose in the book, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was absurd. How am I going to put a moose in a book about leadership? But I figured out a way and I said, challenge accepted. Let me try this out. 
and I came up with the My Agility Matrix. I think this could be a helpful tool for people to just self-reflect and say, well, how am I showing up? How do I think I'm showing up? Maybe also how others perceive me and develop empathy for others as they go through their change journey. Again, as we're going through all this, it's important to just uh, practice self-care as well as look around and see who, who else might need help. Okay, so the four animals, ready, are... Um, the first one is the coyote. You're probably wondering what, why a coyote. Yes. <laughs> As I was doing research, I actually did research all these animals. The coyote is one of the most adaptable creatures in the world. It has learned to thrive mm. in so many different environments and, you know, humans keep building over their land and they're still thriving in the millions. So when I think of adaptability and being agile, the coyote comes to mind. And this is someone that embraces change, that kind of thinks this change head on, despite having some potential fear. And as we go around the matrix, I'm going to actually go to the opposite end of that, which is the ostrich. And as we know, the proverbial ostrich tends to bury their head in the sand. Maybe they don't want to look at what's changing in their life. It's too overwhelming. So they just retreat and disengage. And you know, I'll deal with it later. It's whatever. It's not happening right now. I'm in denial. And I think we're seeing that a lot, not just with individuals, but even with organizations, if they're not adapting to change and what's what's happening in their industry, they might be left behind. And then there's, okay, so of course there's the moose, <laughs> which I can relate to. And you know, the moose, they want to change. They're interested in changing, but they're getting stuck somewhere. That's kind of what the antlers represent on their head. They might need some resources or support. And then on the other side of that is the bear. The bear is very intelligent, very curious, but they approach things maybe with more caution. They want more data. They're more analytical. And what I found in my research and, and as, I'm, as I'm developing this assessment and this tool is that we're kind of a blend of all four. And it's really context and situational specific, depending what we're going through. So for example, Dr. Rosina, you know, as I'm speaking with some people, they're like, well, I think in my personal relationship right now, I'm acting kind of more like an ostrich because there's things going on and I'm not ready to face them. But when, when I'm at work, oh yeah, I'm, I'm full steam ahead and I'm leaning into my inner coyote. And, and so I developed this assessment that, that really will kind of rank and, and give you a blended percentage and rating in terms of how you're showing up. And it's a point in time, it could change again because it's situational. But I think it's an interesting tool to stop and reflect and say, well, how am I showing up? How are you showing up when it comes to change? Is it helping you or is it holding you back? And might you want to try a different approach? Mm -hmm. It would be interesting to find uh, what our audience feel like. So, yeah, uh, if you're listening to this program, go ahead and put it in the comment section. Whom do you think you are acting like when it comes to change? Are you acting like the coyote, the bear, bear yeah. the moose, mm -hmm. or the ostrich? Ostrich, that's right. Yes, those are the four. And yeah, it'd be I'd love to hear what the audience thinks. At this point in your life, like you could be going through so much change right now. Maybe you're relocating across the country or you just got a new job or you're entering or exiting a relationship, you're becoming an empty nester, you're retiring, whatever your situation is, how do you think you're showing up as which animal? And then the question is like, well, is that serving you? Is it helping you? And now it's really hard maybe if you are behaving more like an ostrich, which by the way, no judgment, and there's benefits to being all of these animals. There's pros and cons, right? So ostrich, you can maybe conserve energy. You know, you could 
preserve some of that for something else. So you, you're, you don't want to necessarily engage and that's, that's okay. But if you're now saying, well, I want to race ahead and move ahead and I need to be a coyote. Well, no, not necessarily. Maybe you need to take smaller steps. Like we talked about stepping into that and become more curious or ask a question, you know, like get into that bear space before you just decide to become a coyote because the goal is not to become the most adaptable, fastest, you know, <laughs> animal in the world. It's to just say, for my situation, is it working? And do I have a choice to show up differently? Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah, I'm just kind of thinking, what animal am I behaving yeah, like? What about you, Dr. <laughs> <laughs> As you think about something in your life, in your family or at work, I mean, what would you say resonating with you the most right now? Yeah, I think I'm like a bear right now. I'm testing okay. and I, I believe in something. I want to do it, but it is really hard. You know, change is difficult and trying to figure out and trying to gather the data. So I think I'm acting like a bear. Yeah. My inner bear. And I need to my inner coyote now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's good. Like maybe you need or you want to gather information and data before making a decision. And now it's like, okay, I have all the facts that I need, or at least you know, maybe you don't have all of them. You have 80% of them. Now I need to make a decision. And yeah, because you, you want to move on. You don't want to stay stuck. Right. And we can do that to ourselves, right? We can, we can mm -hmm. stay stuck because it's comfortable, because it's familiar, and because the devil we know is better than the one we don't. And so we, we kind of cling on to that. But at some point, you know, you feel that gnawing inside you, inside your soul. Like, oof, I, I, I can't stay in the space anymore. But it's this perpetual cycle to break, right? Mm -hmm. uh, to, to step a little bit in the direction of change, even though it's scary. And again, I think it goes back to validating and acknowledging I'm here and that's okay. I'm not going to judge myself. But is there something I can do to, to lean into change? but also not forget that I need to take care of myself in the process. And, you know, the people around me hopefully will also be a support system or somebody I can lean on. And then this change kind of create this inner conflict. Yeah, you're right. So how, how do you deal with that inner conflict? Because on one hand you want to do this, but then on the other hand you're afraid. And, and then when you change, then people around you also kind of this conflict with this, you know, other people when you go through the change. So, it kind of it's like change and content and how how do you deal with it and yeah. how make you more resilient yeah so I, I yeah and i think leaning on this tool could be helpful too because you're right i mean we could have this inner battle with ourselves like i, I want to stay where i am but i want to change so weighing the pros and cons so that's kind of the bear mm -hmm. right like okay let me yeah. look at what's in front of me what are my options what happens if i go down path a b or c like some scenario planning some what if so getting, you know, curious. but by the way, the bear, if they do this too, too much, they can get stuck in analysis paralysis. And then that's also holding you back. So you need to be careful, be careful and say, am I going, am I using that as a crutch or an excuse to not make a decision and say, okay, by this date, maybe setting a deadline or putting some urgency behind it and saying, okay, I'm going to give myself the next month <laughs> to do all the research. But by the end of the month, I need to come narrow my options down at least. Right. And maybe I need to go talk to somebody else. You know, a lot of times we can get feedback from the outside environment that that points us in different directions after having a conversation with someone you might think oh that's I definitely don't want to do that or you know they just gave me some clues or breadcrumbs to explore mm -hmm. and then to your point about you know when you're changing by the way when you're changing internally your external world can start to shift including the people that 
you keep around you. They may no longer resonate with your values, your belief systems, the frequency and energy you're putting out there. And that could be a real challenge for some people. I know people that have lost friendships along the way when they've decided to maybe clean up, get sober or whatever it is, right? Make positive changes in their life or conversely, maybe go down a path that is is not the healthiest and they might alienate some people based on you know so i think i think it's about finding the community and always assessing your surroundings is it helpful for your growth to be around people are they supportive of that of you exploring and, and trying new avenues or are they are they kind of in this ostrich stuck mode that is no longer resonating with you and you might have to step away from the pack which is a scary thing to do. So I think it's about accepting that there are some things that might fall away from your life because you're choosing to change. Mm -hmm. And but you have to look at like what you're gaining, not just losing. What's the what is the pain? What's the pain of staying where you are? Mm -hmm. And is that outweighing the gain of potentially going in a different direction? I mean, we get pains and gains both ways, but mm -hmm. really assessing like, is there is it more painful to stay where I am or could there be some temporary pain to get where I want to go, but eventually I'll gain something from that. Yeah. Yeah. Like we always like when I'm making any decision, treatment decisions, like is the risk more or the benefit more? If the benefit is more, yeah. let's go ahead. Guys. It's more maybe. Yeah. Decision yeah. trees. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you use you, pains and gains. So that's wonderful. And so how does that make you in, in terms of your leadership role, how does it make you, a better or resilient or confident leader when you learn to adapt to change. In a yeah, it becomes almost like a muscle that you're building that you're, you know, it's like, okay, I can get through this. I've done this before. Um, you're practicing that self-care. You know that, okay, to go through these motions successfully, I have to check in with myself at regular intervals. And I think when you're leading teams and in these organizations that I'm working with, I mean, they're undergoing massive change in terms of how they fundamentally operate, the products that they're offering, the geographies that they serve. They're making big pivots and, you know, redefining the organization. And that can be a huge effort in, in terms of bringing all those people along. And some people may decide, well, this place is no longer for me and I need to leave and find something else. And being okay with that. But I think as a leader, you have to at least recognize and understand the risk that you're taking. Who could potentially leave? What impact will that have on the rest of the organization? Is this change going to potentially, you know, disrupt the fabric of our organization and our teams? Leaders need to kind of, I think, adopt, kind of lean into not just going full coyote mode and like, let's change, let's go in this direction. Everybody, whoever goes, goes, whoever doesn't, doesn't. Taking a step back to assess. How is this change going be to be the moose? Be the moose, right? Yeah. And, and remind me, remind us, remind us uh, what was the moose characteristics? The moose. Okay, so that's another thing too. You know, leaders need to take a look around and say, are there any moose that are stuck that need support and resources? And I don't even. I'm completely oblivious to it. And they're struggling over here. And and they're really good employees or people that I want to keep. And by the way, it would benefit everybody if we could clear some of these barriers. I mean, there's people that are, you know, that are maybe silently just getting disengaged because they're they're feeling like they don't have the tools needed. So how do you as a leader get that information, take a pulse on your team, ask them how things are going? What can I help you with? What's getting in your way? And try to remove or reduce those barriers, which the moose is 
we're all we're all facing them, but the moose is like, you know, maybe they're coming from a certain background or community where they're up against additional challenges, and leaders need to be aware of that. So you kind of go from the moose to the bear to the coyote, and then sometimes a little back, and then sometimes front, and kind of find the right balance in a particular time. Absolutely. I love that you said that, Doctor. I mean, we're, I love you said that, Doctor Rosina, because I think it's a cycle we're moving and shifting, and we can decide. Well, in this situation, it serves me better to be a little bit more guarded, and in this situation, I actually want to be a little more vocal. And and so I think the the key is to recognize that we can adapt, just like animals do, based on the people we're with and the situation we're in. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, yeah, having so much fun that we didn't realize the time is really towards the end. So before we end, can you share your best advice that uh, your take home message for us? I think, yeah, my best advice, you know, it's just to continue to just check in with yourself, honestly, and check in with others. Like that's what we really need to do. I think as a community, as a society is to like stop and say, where am I? What do I need? Where are you? What do you need? And that way we can just, you know, hopefully continue to just drive progress forward in in the places that make sense to do so. So checking in with yourself and others is probably seems like it's pretty common sense. But when the days go by super fast and we actually forget to do that, then before we know it, you know this, Dr. Rosina, in your world, we're feeling the burnout and the mental drain and all of that. So if we can catch that along the way, I think that's really important. Wonderful, wonderful. And so let's tell the audience if they want to hear more of the book, how can they reach you? Yes, thank you. So again, my book is called The Digital Agile Leader. It's available on Amazon. And you can reach me, you can go to my website. It's um, www.mpathcoaching.com. So it's Empath Coaching, and I'll spell that out again because it's without the letter E in front of Empath. So that's M as in Mary, P-A-T-H-C-O-A-C-H-I-N-G, empathcoaching.com. You can also find me, Manisha Dewan, on um, LinkedIn, on Instagram, more active on LinkedIn. And uh, I'd love to connect and understand your perspectives on change and what you're navigating through. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much. And thank you for your generous gift. So Manisha is going to share a gift called Leadership Levels Tool. Can you tell us in a sentence or two what people will be getting if they get that gift? So the gift is another tool to build self-awareness. And it, it looks at leadership from the lens of different levels. So for example, am I showing up from a place of, of fear or of collaboration and cooperation? It's another type of tool just to check in with yourself. And it's on a scale of one to seven. And it was based on a tool that I had learned in my coaching program. So this is not one that I had developed, but I'm a big believer in, in these self-assessments, um, or at least just checking in with yourself and, and talking to other people. So that is the tool that I've shared today. Wonderful, wonderful. And if you want to get this gift, you can head on to our website, happyandhealthymind.com. And if you click that button, resources, it would take you to all the resources shared by our wonderful guests. So you can benefit from them. And let me leave you on this note. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. What are you going to do to cope with the changes that are happening in your life? Are you going to stay stuck like an ostrich or are you going to move and utilize your other 
resources, inner resources, like a bear or the moose or, or the peyote. Identify, are you going to identify where you are, what is working or not working, and adapt to change. Deal with the change by changing your approach towards it. On that note, stay safe, happy, and healthy. Until next time, Dr. Rosina. And thank you, Manisha, for joining us today. Thank you so much.